Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I am your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal, Venmo, and Buy Me a Coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Drag Race Belgique is back and the talent is in full bloom. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Belgique too. And joining me live from Belgium, it's David. How are you? I'm good, Michael. Finally, I'll be able to talk about Belgium. <laughs> I know. So, so I believe you you found the podcast through my critiques of Drag Race Belgique season one. That is correct. Uh, I was looking for online reviews. I found your podcast. I, I listened to all um, your reviews of Belgium. Then I listened to your reviews of France um, because I felt like those seasons were not really discussed a lot um, at the time. And then I kept listening and um, I went uh, a few times on the podcast and now I'm here. So it's like here we are. Moment. <laughs> now I, I'll give you a second and a moment to um, correct my hot takes on Drag Race Belgique season one. What did I get wrong? How, how poorly did I misrepresent Belgium? Well, well, I haven't listened to them in a year, but uh, I think you you did mostly everything correct. I had the lot, um, a lot of the 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 takes that you had, I shared uh, actually. Um, I feel like the season was very well told, all in all. Um, even though I disagreed with Edna's elimination, um, that is what it is, yeah. and um, the rest uh, the rest yeah, was very clear. And uh, as I said in the other podcast, I think that we've shared, I'm very happy that you do this kind of thing, that you you cover all the international seasons. It helps to give them a bigger platform than they would otherwise. And that's um, that's very appreciated. I, I love it. I'm here for it. And, and you know what? I love when um, we get to see culture and, and weirdness in different languages and expression and this episode surely did a lot of that um yes. we're going to talk about the episode as a whole um and and i feel like watching it i was like something's missing something's not right and we'll discuss it in a little bit but overall i was like cool talents fun queens their energy is not there what is going on but we'll get there. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rank this episode? Well, what I will say, I will compare it uh, with the, the talent show of the first season. So the first right. episode of the first season of Drag Race Belgique. I thought that all in all, the queens really stepped up. The queens and the production actually really stepped up their game. Yes. I feel like everything was tighter. Everything was more uh, precise. Um, the, the outfits were richer and more like... Um, upscale looking uh, i will say um but i agree with you the energy was a bit low 
Um, and yeah, we can discuss that a bit later if you want. Um, but all in all, I felt like everyone was really ready to play. Let's say that. All right. After a brief tease of what the show is about and a tease of what is to come, we will watch Drag Quen leave a message for the new girls. Very much what like Paloma did for Drag Race France 2. Speaking of, we'll get to talk about her later on this episode, but we'll get to it. Um, those scary angel babies are back in the workroom. <laughs> That's one thing you didn't quite get, but actually... Nope. Did not get Those it. babies are one of the symbols of Brussels. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's called the Mannequin Piece. It's a very famous uh, fountain in um, in the center of Brussels, and it represents uh, a little boy peeing. Um, mm -hmm. The legend mm -hmm. has it that uh, it peed to... Um, put out a fire that was about to burn the city uh, during a war. And it has become a very famous um, symbol of Brussels and the irreverent spirits of Brussels and Belgian people um, that they could have that monument as a symbol of their city. I think it's, it's very funny. Got it. So water sports, uh, the, the symbol of Belgium. Got it. Cool. Can we, can we, can we talk about the floor of the workroom? I don't know if you noticed it, but I did. Why does it look like there is orange tape on the ground? It was so shiny. I know TV production, and usually you have like a tape when you uh, tape down Marley floors or whatever. There was something on that floor that was so wrong. It was bad. I, I haven't noticed it, to be honest, but now I feel like I will be looking at it every time yeah. I'm going to watch the season. So. <laughs> It almost looked like it was like covering up wet paint or something. I don't know. I hated it. It was it's a ma massive design flaw. Yeah, probably. Let's begin. You need to come in like a princess so you can leave like a queen. It is Sarah Logan from Beautiful Liege and baby I look great for my age. Love you mean it. She is here representing the musical cabaret aspect of drag and what it means to her. And she is coming in with prestige. She is all about glamour, elegance, and charisma. All right, tell us about Sarah Logan. Are you familiar with her work? I am not. I believe that she is actually performing uh, in Portugal, in Lisbon, if I'm not mistaken. So she's not really, I mean, she was born here, obviously, but she's not very um, active in the Belgian scene, although mm -hmm. she is now. She's all over all over the scene at the moment, of course, for the promotion of the, of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I said. And it's a general thing uh, across all the queens. They look expensive in those, uh, in those entrance outfits. They clearly didn't think that they would be like destroyed, that they would be like uh, in, in pearl. Um, she looks rich. I mean, those are those ostrich feathers. It's stoned to death. She, she looks really, really good. I was a bit offended when she was like, I look good for my age because we are the same age and I don't feel that old. But OK, let's say that um, that she looks she looks great. She looks really good. I love the color story. It's me coded. The teal is bringing me so much joy. It's giving showgirl fantasy. My only problem is how it's designed. I like the fuchsia, but I don't understand why it's completely cutting into the teal in the middle. I feel like the design would have been fine if it was all teal. The center part wouldn't matter. It feels like a design challenge where you ran out of one fabric. I like it, and I think it is a glamorous way to enter the workroom. She hasn't, she hasn't posted um, the deeds on the on the on the look on her Instagram yet. I feel like it's a burlesque outfit, so she can probably remove the pink part and to be like Possible. a sparkly blue bikini or teal bikini. Um, same with the with the ostrich feathers; it's probably uh, it can be removed. Um, but yeah, no, I think she looks she looks really really good. I'll give her a toot. Me too, a toot. 
audience, 84% toot, 16% boot. What's on my face? Um, beauty. Uh, say hey to trade. It's Elvilda. She is 30 years old from Brussels. And even without brows, I'm not mad at her. She's very cute. I'm actually very uh, familiar with Alvilda. She's one of my, I mean, my, in Brussels, local queen. So so I've seen her perform a lot. Um, I've I've even chatted with her. Uh, we, we chatted um, last Sunday. Uh, she did a bingo and we, we had a long conversation. Um, she's great. She's, she's really nice. Um, teeny tiny. She's like one meter 67. I don't know what it is. Uh, okay, we're going to find that out. Let's, let's do the conversion because we all know that I'm obsessed with drag queen heights. So we are going to centimeters to the, what was it again? One comma uh, 67. Let's see, one. Five, five and a half. Yeah, so so she's, but she's she's a real powerhouse. When you see her perform, she's full of energy. She's really attacking every number very strongly. Um, she's always very sexy. This is actually the most covered up I've seen her in that in that uh, outfit. Um, but no, she she's great. Um, she's she's part of the Cabaret Mademoiselle team with uh, Edna Boop um, and others. Um, so so yeah, I think we will be discussing her a lot because. For me, it feels like she's the front runner of the of the season already. Now she calls herself the Beauty and the Beast with an expansive drag palette. There are no designers for this look. I think this is a fun and edgy concept for an entrance. Certainly, there are references on the scan. Maybe I'm completely oblivious to. I do love the color story, the blue mullet. I could do without it, but I feel like her and Yvonne Nightstand would be like good Judies when it comes to drag fashion references. Now the mask, sure, it was there. It did the deed. It, it helped her with the, the line. I don't know. It, was there? Is there more to this look than I'm understanding? It's a reference to the artist Basquiat. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think she mentioned it as well in her in her um, uh, Mid the Queen. Uh, she's very influenced by that artist. He worked a lot with graffiti and those kind of materials. Um, I believe she has uh, some tattoos as well, inspired by the the artist. Um, so so yeah, that's that's the influence. Um, I completely agree with you. I like the, the dress. Um, I like the glove. The mask, yeah, I can take it or leave it. And the mullet, I mean, it looks good with the dress, but I'm not yes. fan of it uh, otherwise. I do, I do like a makeup. And it's toot, yeah. Audience, 92% toot, 8% boot. Now, we see the first two queens interact. And again, I don't know if they were tired, but there was a grand total of zero excitement radiating from either of them. Uh, this is your first time in the workroom. Give it to us. I mean, you could tell there were nerves, but fake it till you make it. I agree. I agree. It's... Uh, let's 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 just discuss it now if you want. Uh, there were it. 10 queens um, planned for the season. And one of the queen was pulled, I believe, uh, the day before um, the filming began. So she must have interacted with them. They all It's a Brussels queen as well, so they know uh, who that was. I will not mention her name. I don't think she must be platform at the moment. But um, they clearly know that queen very well. So I think everyone was a bit shook because probably the day before or even the morning before the, the, the episode, they must have been pulled by production and said, look, you will be nine queen because one of you uh, has been pulled from the competition. And I believe that's one of the reasons why they are all seem so shaken to the core that, yeah, something like that could happen uh, to them um yeah and also yeah i think they're very very nervous um which is yeah and again we don't know if this is uh real it's all speculation obviously 
Uh, there is information out there about what had happened. Um, the Drag Race Wiki said it, so it must be true. Uh, it, it, it's out there. Um, it's unfortunate that this keeps happening. And again, I don't know anything about the situation. Um, if it is drag related, if it is outside of the world of drag, I'm not sure. All I'm going to say is we keep on having a conversation about sexual harassment, sexual violence, all of this within the world of drag. It's happening almost every preseason for every franchise somehow, some way. There needs to be a larger conversation about the gray area when it comes to drag and audience drag and, and drag. It, something needs to be discussed because it's unfortunate. We live in a time where very sensitive situations can cause problems and can destroy careers. It can destroy lives. And it also can elevate the platform of why these situations shouldn't happen. Lots to talk about. That's for a different podcast. Um, but here we are. That's where we are. So let's pretend that's why the energy is where it is. And I will say one thing. I don't know anything about what happened because I want, I didn't want to get spoiled. So I didn't check the, um, the spoiler forums and everything, but, uh, I had a talk with, uh, local drag queens here, um, on the scene. They all know uh, what happened, um, obviously because they all talked with each other sure. and, uh, all of them were quite glad. They seemed to know that it was true and they were happy that uh, something was done to prevent her. So that's all I know. I don't want to know more at the moment. But yeah, it's um, it's a sad situation all around, I think. We we are here to celebrate the nine that we do have. Exactly. That's, that's very true. Time to panic, Katie's, because Star is here. Mother is in the house. It's Star, and she is the old one of the cast. She is 43 from Antwerp with a 25-year drag career. There will be no mention of Cetergene in the filming of this episode. What the actual fuck? I think it will come. I mean, she, I she's only, so. it's, it's just the beginning of the season. Um, it's probably going to happen. I hope so. She says, like a diamond, she has many sides to her. And her look by Star, hair by Sally's hairlines, jewels by Astrolab. I think there's something telling about this look. It's not extravagant, yet she's managed to make it feel like it's couture. The feathers felt a bit cheap in the way they were fashioned. It's really taken by this color story. Even with that bold red, it feels very subdued with the beige and the hair. Listen, she can rock a bob. She can rock a pussycat wig. She is the queen of the short wigs, and I am here for it. She has just the right amount of stones on the tip to make it fabulous. It's not my favorite, but I can tell who this lady is. Yeah, I, I have to eat crows. I was very dismissive of her when I saw the Meet the Queen. I think her mm -hmm. look didn't go at all. She didn't give me a lot of energy or anything, but... I've seen her now on the episode and I've just seen her live yesterday. I was at the viewing party, um, one of the official viewing parties. Um, she was there with uh, Lulu Velvet. She was incredible. She's full of energy. She's a great, great performer. Um, I think I'm a fan now. She, she's great. And uh, as of that look, um, I love the hair, as you said. It's very, very uh, interesting, very different from what we see um, Usually, I think the mug is stamped. She looks uh, really good. I love the nails as well. Um, yeah, the dress or the outfit, I'm not sure. I, it's not my style, actually. But she does represent some kind of, you know, old school um, drag that I really mm -hmm. enjoy. Cabaret uh, kind of drag. Um, 
it's it was a bit mean of 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 the producer to make her enter after Sarah Logan. I feel like Sarah should have been after her because yeah, you cannot help but compare them because they have the same kind of vibe. And Sarah looks much more like rich in her ostrich yeah. feather, as she mentions herself. But um, yeah, no star. Um, I think she is a star. I'll give it a two. Soft toots. Audience, 65% toot, 35% boot. Now it's time to hear what her new sissies think. Sarah Logan notes that Star is a classic drag queen like her, so she's already wary of her, but not her feathers. She's got cock. Star <laughs> is a bit worried she's going to be the oldest on the show. I mean, why worry? Old drag queens are so in right now. Thanks, Melinda <laughs> and Kitten Caboodle. We love old drag queens. Yeah, yeah. She will ask their ages as Sarah reveals she is 35 and Star knows, yeah, it's her. She's the old one. Alvilda will try to call her mama. She will say auntie and Alvilda will ignore it and then just come back with grandma. So that's the dynamic we're waiting for. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. A little crazy. Alvida, Go ahead. Yeah, just, just to say, Alvida told me she knew um, seven of the drag queens. Uh, I think she includes herself. So I think she only, um, there were two that she didn't know. Obviously, uh, Sarah, uh, she didn't know before. I think she didn't know Star. So that's also why she's bantering with her. And the energy kind of goes up a bit when Star yes, of uh, enters, I think. Yeah. Well, a little crazy, but all of uh, above all catchy. She will sing Diamonds Are Forever, I Shall Not. Her name is Madame Yoko. She is 33 years old and has been a drag queen for seven years. Y'all, did I make a deal with the devil or find the fountain of youth? Because I am feeling so good about my age with this cast. Oh my God, I look beautiful. She runs a cabaret in Luxembourg. Now, help me out with geography. Where the hell is that? Uh, Luxembourg is in the south of uh, Belgium. So you have Belgium and it's in the south. It shares okay. border with Germany and France as well. So it's okay. to, all the way at the bottom of Belgium, if you if you see more or less where Belgium is. Um, although I believe she said she comes, she, she was born in Martelange. So that's a uh, Belgium city, actually, that is right on the border with Luxembourg. So she she's from the area. Um, obviously. Now, now, do we like Luxembourg? Are we fighting with Luxembourg? How, how, how do our no. countries work? We, we love Luxembourg. Okay, uh, okay. It's, a, it's a very, very pretty place. It's actually, to be honest, that whole region, southern Belgium, northern France, uh, southern Germany, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, it's like a whole, everything is the same, you know, it's the same uh, geographic area. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's very pretty. Um, Luxembourg, it's a nice place, very calm. So very it's quiet. official, we're not getting Luxembourg drag race. I mean... <laughs> Would be hard for them to fill a cast. I uh, will just say that, but okay. So, with Luxembourg, is it more likely to audition for Drag Race Belgique or Drag Race France, or do you think there might be some sort of crossover situation? As we've seen with the European franchises, doesn't matter where you're from, you can apply to some of them. I think. I think. Um, so in Luxembourg, they speak French, German, and then Luxembourgish. I think, and English, of course. So probably better in Belgium. I think the French market is very competitive, and as we've just seen, I think uh, Germany was just cancelled or not renewed. Uh, so um, yeah, I think Belgium is that is the official best though, because I'm not quite sure. Uh, Brazil just announced their season two, so I think it's it's off of. Um, uh, paramount plus it's not i don't think it's canceled yeah. i mean if a local um, tv station wants to pick it up 
I hope so, because I loved uh, the, the, the German season. But I do think that uh, Luxembourg Queen, if they speak French, um, are better suited for um, uh, Belgian, uh, Belgian television at the moment. She tells us that she tries to be flamboyant as possible to draw attention, and she sure did achieve that, but for all the wrong reasons. No designers on this look. Uh, she says um, it's great, but I say stay away from the little wigs because it does not work. This look is not the tea. It's so basic. It is a walk around look. She clearly went for the comfort statement with this on um, why she's wearing a mask. I just have so many questions for her, and I feel like that's how I felt in the preseason, and I still have a lot of questions by the end of this episode. I actually do like the dress. I think it's it's nice. It's it's pretty. It's perfectly fine entrance dress. I think the others actually are very very um, extra with their dresses. So she stands out for the wrong reason. Right. Um, the problem is not the dress. The problem is the way she styled it. I don't know those boots. That's I I don't know what she was thinking. And the mask. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fine, but I, it doesn't go. The wig is not the tea. I don't know. I, it, it, it's a shame because I think the dress itself is very nice. The the jewels, the face are, are good looking, but the 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 wig and the the boots. I, I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. Is a boot. It is. Yeah. Audience twenty nine percent toot, seventy one percent boot. Now Star will say she loves the outfit. Is she being sarcastic? I can't tell. I mean, the jewels were definitely something she could steal from her, but it's, love it, love it. And I think I think maybe in different lighting it must have been very shiny. So I think that's yeah. what uh, attracted the drag queen um, uh, like stuff. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think she was sarcastic. I don't think she was maybe paying empty compliments. You know, like that's fair. Just now they all finally are realizing that they are in fact on Drag Race Belgique. And now Elvilda is like, yeah, this is it. Record scratch. All right, so we're getting a little more comedy. We're getting a little more comfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, this season is going to be very international. Uh, we found the bottom of the cast. It's Gabbana, and she is the fake Latina of Brussels. Now, what the fuck does that mean? Well, she she likes to fashion herself as a Latin Latina queen because she speaks, of course, Spanish. But uh, as we've learned, she's not really Latina from South America. She's from Spain. Um, but she she's a, a, a drag fixture in Brussels. I, I know her as well very well. Um, she's one actually of the first drag queen I've seen um, in Brussels. So that's uh, that's nice to see her now here. Um, she's super funny. She's very high energy um in her performance very and, cute um, very cute yeah she is i i had never seen her as a boy before and yeah he looks fine she is from northern spain and her family is argentinian italian and spanish so she is a mutt her look is by <laughs> alan roland's design hair by quindam wigs jewels by astrolab I see she wants to live up to her name and try to give you fashion, fashion, fashion. I think it is fashion. It's drag. It's stunning. I love the use of gold and how it all matches. The hair is wonderful. The stoning is subtle enough that it adds a nice texture effect without being too overt. I really like her. I dig her. I, I really, really like that outfit. I think she looks stunning. Um, she always, I mean, I've seen her so many times her face is always very very nice she she really knows how to to paint um and uh yeah no she she looks uh, she looks incredible it's a toot it's a toot audience 91 percent toot nine percent boot now when she made her entrance elvilda called her out and gabbana clearly know who madame luxembourg was uh how small is the the belgium drag scene i mean it's it's not that big you know it, 
I was actually surprised that uh, she knew who Madame Wilkoko was because, I mean, she's not from the same country or she doesn't perform in the same country. But um, no, I mean, all the Brussels Queen definitely know each other. Um, although uh, Gabana is from another uh, very famous cabaret in Brussels, Chez Maman. Uh, so that's interesting as well because they've always had like a friendly rivalry between Chez Maman and uh, Cabaret Mademoiselle. Like um, Nectar Nightclub in Obar in Manila? Possibly, but I think it's even more interesting here because Mademoiselle Boop actually came uh, from uh, Chez Maman oh. and then she founded her own uh, cabaret like one street away in the neighborhood. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the queens travel from one place to the other. It's it's really more like, um, yeah, friendly rivalry, as I said. Uh, they all love very each other. Fun. Very fun. All right, next up, I put the fun in funeral. And then she says it in French and I'm going to let you explain why it was funny because it didn't it, it didn't work for me. I think the, the, the joke in a way is that it's almost the same because funeral in, in French is funeraille, so it's almost the same word. So, but she said it doesn't sound as good. I don't know. I don't know what she was okay. trying to do. Okay. But uh, yeah. I was like, for me, lo literally lost in translation. I don't get it. She is 37 years old, and I'm loving that this cast is predominantly over the age of 30, but I'm really loving how fucking hot I look. Oh my God, I'm moving to Belgium so I can feel youthful again. Apologies, I'm not trying to insult anybody. Um, she will say it's just Le Veuve, not Le Veuve Noir, Le Veuve Gricot, or Le Veuve Pignot, or Le Veuve Joyeuse. I, can you please help me? Is this something I'm missing? Because I don't speak French, please. So, <laughs> La Veuve means the widow. I think you know that. Um, okay. So Hence the Le funeral. Veuve Exactly. Uh, so, uh, une veuve noire is a black widow, so a okay. spider, gotcha. uh, but also a woman who kills her, her husband, of course. Uh, veuve Clicquot is a very famous uh, champagne brand. Um, Great. I think uh, from France. Uh, veuve Poignet, um, can I say that? It's uh, an euphemism for masturbation because Poignet, Poignet is this. I don't know what, what, do, what do you call that in, in English? Arrest fisting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you you understand what uh, what she's yeah, trying yeah. to say. And La Veuve Joyeuse is a very famous uh, operetta, a German operetta about uh, Mary the Mary Widow. I think there's also a play by Shakespeare as well. So she's referencing famous um, sentences and puns with Veuve or Widow in the in the title. Yeah. And this is why I love international seasons. I'm learning things. But I think the, the real joke is when she says, I'm not La Veuve Joyeuse, so I'm not the the merry widow, because as you see in my face, nothing merry about that, because she's yeah. like stern. I mean, the character. Well, is... she's going to be stern when I talk about this look. No designers listed. Um, I have to give this an automatic boot. Pangina Heels would be screaming and attacking her with a steamer. I don't know if this was sitting in luggage for too long or if it's a cheap-ass vinyl, but the wrinkles to me are so far pulling me out of the fantasy i like that she's giving you character i can tell she can transform into any role you give her spoiler alert she's going to i'm just a bit underwhelmed as an entrance look and it feels very first season of a franchise look i love her it's what she's one of my favorite local queen from brussels she's incredible uh seeing her live many times uh she's extremely funny um no it yeah, that look isn't great, but I will not criticize her because she's my favorite by far of the <laughs> cast. <laughs> really, really like her. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I think, like Madame Yoko, she was more going for like some kind of walk around look. Um, it's a good introduction to her because it's very her. I mean, I don't know what we'll see in the season. I haven't seen her look, but having seen her live, she's always kind of like this hard character that she does. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I do like her makeup. Uh, I do like her, um, the whole face, hat, uh, boots are, are really great. It's a bit of a shame indeed that it's a bit wrinkly, but I don't know. I I love her so much. I cannot uh, I cannot fold this. I'm going with the boot. <laughs> I will toot her. I don't care. <laughs> Audience can can agree. Twenty nine percent toot, seventy one percent boot. She will say hi to the girls, and again, Miss Elvila knows her. She is our bearded queen this season, and someone had the nerve to ask what it's like to be the first bearded queen on Drag Race Belgium. Um, and I guess someone forgot the bonet. Poor Mocha bonet. Poor poor Mocha bonet. They even said it like everyone forgot about her and I felt so bad for her. But yeah, no, um, Alvilda and her are actually drag sisters. I mean, uh, I think Alvilda is like a niece or something, but they, they are both from the, um, the, the Cabaret Mademoiselle family. Um, she's actually, La Veuve is actually the co-founder of the, of the Cabaret Mademoiselle with Mademoiselle mm, Boop. Cool. They haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, probably going to be a story. Uh, you know, if they haven't mentioned it yet, that means it's coming down later on this season because yeah, she's yeah, going to be yeah, there a yeah, while. Yeah. Yeah. All right, knock knock. Lulu Velvet has entered the fold. It is Lulu, and she is thirty-one, but her friends know her at twenty-eight. Ah, uh, sure. I don't know why, but go for it, girl. <laughs> now, between the piercings and the lilac blue hair and the glasses, she must dream of living in Bushwick, Brooklyn, because she would fit in as a hipster. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, same as La Veuve and Alvilda. I've seen her perform a lot. She's also from Cabaret Mademoiselle, of course. Um, she's incredible. Um, I, I just love her as well. Um, Lulu Velvet is great. She calls herself the queen of draglesque, and she is a hairdresser, makeup artist, decorator, stylist, and drag queen. She's just Ken. She could do it all. She says, like, I'm all the gay cliches in one. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, work. <laughs> Her look is by Lulu, hair by Lulu, jewels by Philippe Decom. Little Red Riding Hood grew up to be a bad girl. She is giving you velvet, so she's living up to her name. I think the makeup is really pretty. There is something I'm disconnected with, and it's the same thing I had an issue with Mademoiselle Boop in this early run of the season. So it might, must be something that runs in the family. It's fine. It's good. It's not my favorite. But I feel like because I don't have a connection to her, I'm not understanding her, which is always part of the trouble with an entrance look. You want to have that instant connection. I did not necessarily get it from Lulu, but I appreciate it. Maybe I can help you. So Lulu is a, is a term of endearment that we call uh, your significant other in French. All right. Um, so you say Lulu, uh, it means like honey, I guess. Um, but a loup, un loup, is a wolf, you know? In, okay. in the introduction, so so she's actually playing like a pun because she's a, a wolf, a loup, um, and little red riding hood in red velvet. So she's like weaving that story um, in her in interest look. I think it's pretty smart. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love it because I maybe because I love her uh, already, but uh, I really like that look. Um, and I do I do really like the makeup and the Betty Page hair. I think it's uh, fantastic. I'll give her she's a really Brenda's. It's a, it's a toot for me as well. Audience did not recognize the look. 29% toot, 71% boot. Oh my God. Now she runs over to say hello and just stands at the end of the table and greets them from there. So she, she must be the one who just stands there for the meet and greet and everyone comes to her. 
And we will hear her ask Laveau how she looks, and she responds haggard, and that's how we know they're sisters. Actually, she didn't say haggard. She's, I mean, in French, she said she looks pulled, you know, like she had some work done, or like Botox. And that's why she said, oh, really? Thank you. At least it, you can see. That's, that, that's why she said uh, you can tell. So, yeah, that was... So, when, it, when does World of Wonder have to hire you to do the translations? Because I got haggard. That's what it said on my screen. I know, I know. I've seen it as well, because I, I always watch it uh, with the, the subtitles. But, yeah, she meant uh, pulled. Uh, you look pulled, um, like she had just Botox done. All right, now it's time to take off. It's Chloe Clark, and she is 29 years old and my future boyfriend. She is Flemish and lives in Ghent. She says her advantage in the competition will be her looks. She likes showing off every detail and being exceptional. Speaking of, her look is by Erin Montoya, hair by Bam Bam Wigs, and jewels by Glam Studio Creations. So she really must have some money and maybe a sugar daddy. I don't know. I mean... From the, so I didn't know her before. I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of the queens knew either. I think she's also one of these, um, the ones that they didn't know, um, the group as a whole. She started during the pandemic, uh, if I remember uh, correctly. Uh, but she looks incredible. She looks stunning. By For me, by far the best uh, entrance look of all of them. Um, she looks amazing. Um, yeah, the dress, the hair, the makeup, she, I don't know what she learned or how she did, um, what uh, YouTube tutorial she followed, but uh, clearly uh, it paid off because she looks amazing. Um, that's also one thing I know that we mentioned that you missed in your um, previous um, recapping of the season one. Um, she really, really struggles with French. Um, that's that's a shame. I think she's already very nervous. You can tell, and the fact that she cannot really express herself correctly. I think she was. I think she must have felt very isolated at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was it was very hard to watch because you know Star is also Flemish. Mm -hmm. She makes tons of mistakes when she speaks, but she speaks with confidence and with gusto, with aplomb. And so it doesn't really, I mean, even I, I, of course, I hear the mistakes when she speaks, but it doesn't matter because she's like very personable. But she is so self-conscious and so withdrawn that you feel, I mean, I felt bad for her the whole episode, to be honest. I think, I don't know, I think the French will really be a hindrance to her going forward. It's a shame that there doesn't appear to be a season three of um, of Drag Race Holland. Uh, Listen, yes. I've, I said but, it uh, on my preview podcast when y'all get to listen to it. I, if if the fans love Keta Minaj, you know what? There's yeah. another argument. You've got two Holland queens that have proven why we need more. So, yeah, I, I, I felt bad for her the whole episode. I hope that she can find some confidence in herself uh, again. And I hope that the French will not be a big uh, a big detriment to her like it was for Mocha um, last season. Now, I really do think this look is immaculate. I know butterflies are cursed on this program, but she looks beautiful. Everything about this is near perfection. It would actually be perfect if the new illusion and the tights were not so yellow. But overall, this is an impact piece, and I would not like to know how many hours it took to stone it because that would make me cry. It's a toot for me. The toot is very high toot. She looks uh, amazing. Audience, 96% toot, 4% poop. Now, I don't know if they don't know her really or, but the lack of hello from the girls was very wild. Maybe they were very tired at this point, but they're like, I, I was like, show a little more excitement. But we do have this connection with Star as she calls Chloe her Flemish friend. And she is happy to be there. But then Gabbana is like, I thought my accent was bad. And I'm like, I can't tell the difference because I'm a dumb American. 
The thing with Gabbana, she speaks good French. I mean, the grammar is okay, but she speaks so fast that she makes mistakes when she speaks. Whereas with Chloe, you can tell she... I mean, I'm not judging. Huh? My Dutch is very bad as well. I wouldn't go in a, in a Dutch reality TV show. So she's very, very brave, star as well, uh, to come on a French TV show like that and expose herself like that to a French audience. But yeah, her French is, is very, very rough, unfortunately. Now, at least with the queens that you know, how many of them actually speak English as well? I think they all do. I think they all do. In Belgium, I think they all do. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they could go all on a, on an, um, a versus the world season. Is that's what uh, you're getting at? But uh, I mean, in Belgium, it's a very international city. We have the U um, the Europe um, Commission here. Mm -hmm. We have the NATO uh, headquarters here as well in Brussels. So yeah, I mean, um, English runs in the in the city. So yeah, and I think as she far would be very as well As far as media in Brussels and in Belgium overall, is it spoken in either French or Dutch? Yeah, it's very separated. Gotcha. But not English. There's no like English speaking shows. English is because you want to make us all look bad. Well, I mean, you have, uh, we have the BBC here, we have CNN, we have, uh, we, we have gotcha. those, those uh, channels, Al Jazeera as well, all those uh, international um, TV channels. Um, we have uh, comedy shows, theater plays, because they have so many expats here in, in Brussels and in Belgium sure. in general, that um, English is very part of the, of the city. I think there's even more like English speakers living in Brussels than Flemish, to be honest. Very so, interesting. Now, our friend Cabana will tell us she knows how to count as she sees nine chairs and eight queens, so the cast is almost complete. And here it is. I hope my insurance will cover my stay here. What a wild creature this one is. It is Morphe, 25 years, 24 years old from Brussels, and she is there on the advice of her therapist. And I was like, okay, you're going to be a cute one. I can tell you're going to be funny in a dark, twisted way. She calls her art dark and bizarre and strange. Her strength is being different. And she's so different that she says she's an actual alien, both literally and metaphorically. Uh, this is going to be a wild ride, ain't it? Okay. Her entrance looks, um, her entrance um, uh, catchphrase was hilarious to me. Uh, she's she's very funny. I didn't expect that when I saw her meet the queen or when I saw her look. Uh, but she really won me over with those uh, those quotes there with the therapist and the, um, the, the um, insurance uh, payments. Um, as far as the look, I love the makeup and I hate everything else. But I will say that I think it is very well done for what it is. I think it's very her, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, it's just not my style at all. I recognize that it's not my style. It's not for me to get, but uh, I didn't like it. I, for me, and I know it's not the, the case, but it looks dirty, and that's what I don't like. Her look is by Lemon, hair by Tessia Pavilli, nails by Eloise. I just don't know what to make of it. After season one, I feel like Morphe has the expectation of what Belgian drag is for drag race. It's giving me Drag Queen's kid sister. The makeup is a choice. The jacket literally looks like the last coat left in coat check and you take it home because you need something because you're cold. It's all a bit odd, but I'm sure she's got like an in-depth backstory for it. I mean, that butterfly in the hair, Chloe Clark died to make her art. Yeah, no, I mean... You can tell it's very thought out. If you look at the picture on Instagram, you can see close-up of the pants, of the of everything. It, it's very detailed. It's very precise. It's just not my style of drag. I'm sorry. I think she's she's very funny. She, I like her makeup, honestly. Uh, but the wig and the and the, the outfit were not for me at all. It's a boot. It's a boot.
Audience, 36% toot, 64% boo. Now she says hello. The girls are now finally rounded out. And as Madam Yoko states, this is an eclectic cast with different personalities. And I think that's what is really cool about this cast is, yes, there is a little bit of a crossover in uh, the Venn diagram of drag styles, but I feel like they all bring something that is them, which is going to be fun to watch because that's what you want when you want a diverse cast. You want to see visibility through the art and the drag and i think they're all going to be able to do their own thing one thing that i really like is that i mean by far the biggest drag scene is in brussels and you can tell that they really try to go outside of brussels to find um, other type of drag performers from liege from flanders from luxembourg which is very interesting because as someone who lives in Brussels and go to the drag show of Brussels, um, it allows me to discover new artists. And um, it's very interesting to see the different kind of perspectives that they have in their own uh, drag community. So um, yeah, no, it's very diverse in that uh, in that area. With the cast complete, the alarm sounds, and it's time to be greeted by Madam Hostess, the Rita Vega. Message is once again in that vertical screen, ready for a TikTok. I still don't like it. I don't know why they're doing it, but do you? Her message tells the girls that they have to prove to the world that they are Belgium's next drag superstar, and it won't be a walk in the park. Cue that crazy Rita laugh. She loves that laugh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think she's fine as a host. My only problem with her, I mean, with her, with, with the concept of her as a host, is that she's so disconnected from the Belgian drag scene. Yeah. She's really like a plan that you put there and, and it, she, she doesn't, you can tell that she doesn't have a rapport with the queen like Supremas or Barbie Breakout or, or even RuPaul uh, to an extent. She really feels like s uh, someone that they hire to do the job, you know? Yeah. Now She tries she very hard and yeah. She is no Nikki Dollar grad queen in the fashion department, but her hair matched the orange suit. Um, Go back to the beach blonde. I like the beach blonde from last season. I really like that. This orange is weird. That suit was from ASOS. I don't know, oh, I don't know what happened. It really was. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was her or if it was her stylist. Um, I love you, Rita, but uh, yeah, that was a choice. She tells them the hardest part is yet to come. For now, the competition will be fierce. They need to show their charisma, originality, audacity, and talent. Not quite the same as the CUNT of America, but it's close enough. Thanks, translation. Yeah. <laughs> The winner will take home a one-year supply of NYX Cosmetics, a photo shoot with L, a crown and scepter, and a 20,000 euro cash prize. So it's essentially what Lala Remy got for wearing bags on her body. Do better. Roll to wonder. I mean, Come on, give them some cash. It's 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 okay for, for Belgian television, I think. To kick off the season, they have a photo shoot where they will have to pose for a very lively photograph uh friends we will discover a new part of the studio where there is a mechanical bull in a ring only instead of a bull it's a magical unicorn have you ever ridden one of these contraption and are unicorns populating belgium i will say no to both questions <laughs> it, it it really it really seems like something out of the u.s you can tell you you can tell especially all those with who had long guns like chloe uh sarah alvilda the face drops when they see that because they're like but what am i supposed to do with that outfit 
Now, for those who remember season one of Drag Race España, this was like their first photo shoot, only they did use a bull and had um, Carmen as their underscoring. Uh, so that was a little more culturally appropriate. Um, but if you do see a unicorn roaming the streets of Brussels, please take a photo for me. I will say I will say one thing is that unicorn. I think we have a festival in in Belgium called the Unicorn Festival. It's really queer theme, of course, uh, with the rainbow uh, coloring. So that's I think where they pulled that from. But yeah, it seems very random uh, as far as Belgian uh, reference goes. And Vlad is our photographer. We don't know anything about Vlad, but he was there and he took photos. I didn't know him either. <laughs> All right, Sarah Logan is up first, and she was fine. Those ostrich feathers saved her butt when she was literally tossed off with a unicorn, but she gripped that horn. She loved that horn gripping. Elvilda clearly has rode a unicorn before. She was very natural until she wasn't, and then knocked the actual horn off of the contraption. So um, I hope they have insurance. <laughs> but you know you know it's funny because they every time they were like spinning very slowly and as soon as rita cranked that uh level up they yeah. all fell immediately i don't think that they were really expecting anything like that to be honest now, now star is up and she was ready to take it and give you camp and she asked for it harder and uh she couldn't take it any second longer I love Star. She, she she really won me over the whole episode. She was super funny, super game for everything, and um, full of energy. Madame Yoko is like Jujubee, but European. She is wild and screams a lot. Yes. Gabbana ripped her look trying to mount the pony, um, and then she got ass to the face. I see. Blue Velvet was I one with the one... unicorn. Go ahead. Go ahead. I will just say one thing about Gabbana is that the, the, the crack that you hear when she supposedly rips her costume, I mean, it's clearly something that they added in post-productions. Really, oh, of course. Of course. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> Lulu Velvet was one with the unicorn. I felt like she probably has one as a pet. I mean, probably, but she, she looked amazing. You can tell she's used to doing uh, photo shoots because she's really um, a natural at that, I think. Leveuve is ready to ride in those thigh-high boots. She did last a bit longer than most, but that's really not saying much. Oh. Oh. Poor Chloe Clark had to do this shoot wearing that beautiful look. And once it started spinning, she's like, I will see myself off. I don't think we want to ruin my look right now. Yeah, I mean, she seemed so unstable um, on that thing. I was afraid that she would uh, hurt herself. So I'm glad and, that and, she... And finally, Morphe, she was just riding that with pride. She might have actually been medicated while doing it. There there was just... She was in it to win it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very well, it's time to find that. out who the winner of the mini challenge is. Winning a grand total of nothing. It's Alvita. Um why can't they get any money or silly prizes like rita's admiration can't be sold on ebay no i don't know i think she she also will win the photo in an a4 format so that's something and they will just just for that. her she wins a single photo of herself to put on her own wall apparently okay um Alvita, if you have not done anything with it sign it bring it to DragCon, and you'll make more money than you probably would have for riding a unicorn that's my advice to you girl yeah, I mean, happy for her. I mean, she, 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 her and Lulu had the best photos. So uh, after that, it was a toss up between the two. And I'm happy for her that she won it. For the first maxi challenge of the season, they will have to dazzle them on stage with their talent in a talent show, not a variety show. We're calling it a talent show. So when we critique it, we will talk about talent. Yes. 
what would you do as your talent on Block Talks Got Talent? God, um, I feel like um, I've done uh, theater before, uh, straight plays, um, pun intended. Um, I think I would do um, some kind of monologue or maybe some kind of short stand-up routine that someone else would write for me. Um, something like that, maybe reading a bit uh, if I see someone I know in the, in the audience. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have uh, any other marketable talents. Uh, How so, about yeah. lip syncing to pump up the jam? The Belgium techno hit. <laughs> Again, that song is not welcome in my house. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the song, but I <laughs> With the assignment shared, the girls are set to read the message from Drag Queen, who just tells them to fuck it up, which checks out. I, I feel like Drag Queen was like, yep, that's the, just fuck it up. Now, did you get to watch the uh, Live for the Pink Carpet at all? Did you go back and watch that from DragCon? I didn't watch the the live the the the, the one that's on War Present Plus, but I did uh, see the pictures uh, on Instagram and uh, uh, because Michelle got to interview a lot of the queens and mostly the winners from each franchise, so we did get to see an interaction with Michelle Visage and Drag Queen. Uh, mm -hmm. You could tell that everything they said to one another was literally lost in translation. Uh, Drag Queen really tried to speak English and she really tried to connect and Michelle was just not having it, whether it was because she had someone in her ear. Uh, and you can also tell Michelle has not seen anything Drag Queen did. You cannot expect Michelle to watch all the international seasons. Yes, I can. I mean, I would if I were her, but I think she's very busy. Um, I hope that uh, if she has to judge queens from uh, other seasons in the versus the world or um, a rumored global all-star, I hope she at least watches some highlight reel of what they've done in the season. Or um, Michelle. Michelle, here's, here's what I'm going to pitch. I will send you clips from Block Talk and you can listen to the clips and I'll tell you about all the queens you need to know. Your stories, your your stories with the looks. I, I really enjoy those. Um, no, I will I will say one. I will say two things. First of all, I loved uh, Drag Queen's look from uh, Dracon. I think she looked uh, incredible uh, in that contraption. Um, for me, it was one of the best of the whole uh, the whole carpet. Second thing, um, I found it really funny because well, probably you can't hear it very well uh, because it's all in French. But La Veuve, when she speaks in character, she has a very distinct way of speaking. Yes. Which she doesn't use when she's uh, in the confessional. Uh, sometimes she slips between the two, but okay, she, she's trying to keep the two uh, very separate. And when she read uh, Drakwen's uh, mirror message, she used um, a, Brussels, a very heavy Brussels accent to uh, imitate uh, Quen's uh, Brussels accent. So that was very like It got a big laugh uh, yesterday at the, at the viewing party. So yeah, that was uh, very funny. Fair enough. The girls are going to start to de-drag and we're going to see what lies beneath. And now it is time to learn who the official trade of the season is. Who is your nominee? I really, for me, it's uh, Alvilda. Uh, although I do find Gabbana and Laveuve also very, uh, very attractive. I mean, they, they all look good, to be honest. They, they've uh, quite an attractive cast uh, on their end here. Alvilda is definitely up there. I think Chloe Clark's very cute. I don't think she's trade. Um... I've had a couple of people say Lavov is tra is trade. For me, um, Lavov is a I, I've had some say um, Sarah Logan was trade. So really, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, we're gonna learn that Star has clocked 
in the most years of drag at 25 years, which is actually older than Morphe in general. That's wild, so wild. Lulu so mentioned starting with the early days of YouTube, but when there were few tutorials and even less drag. How do you think it, YouTube has really influenced modern drag? And it's it's uh, it, it, it has been a revolution. Uh, you 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 have now all those quote unquote um, bedroom uh, drag queens, mm -hmm. which I'm saying without any kind of judgment. I think they they all look very good and they can be very great performers as well. It has really democratized the 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 art form actually because before that you really had to go to a drag queen to ask right. and to have a drag mother, quote unquote, um, to help you uh, start in the business. And now with YouTube, with the online tutorials and with the show uh, itself, you if you want to become a drag queen, you can learn by yourself and you can um, create your look and your own um, drag persona, makeup style. Um, no, it, 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 it has been amazing. Uh, and we've had so many uh, great queens over the years that have learned from uh, the internet from um, by themselves. So, yeah, no, um, I think everyone is very grateful for that. Although shares that she didn't want to do drag at first, she didn't know much about it and had preconceptions, but Drag Race taught her she is a unicorn and that this is, in fact, a form of art. They will discuss that through drag, you can create a character and do with it what you want. And I love that they're a nice, happy family on day one. We'll see if that stays this, that way. I want some drama this season. I mean, I think it's going to be very difficult. I mean, I'm, why not? I, I enjoy drama as much as anyone. But I think it's going to be difficult because in a, such a small uh, market uh, as Belgium is, and Brussels in particular, they all know each other. So it's very difficult for them to have conflict because they work together. They've known each other sometimes for years. And um, and they, they, they will be expected to work together afterwards. It's not like the US where you can have like coast to coast and never speak to each, each listen, other again. Listen, listen, you can manufacture a villain and it all you have to do is be catty and say, sis, Sisters, and then you're playing Jane. I mean, if, if someone wants to be the villain, they can for sure. But um, I think it's it's not going to be something as easy um, as in other, in other franchise where you have more distance between the, um, the queens, I think. Fair enough. It's the day to showcase, to showcase some talent. It's a new day in the workroom and the girls are getting into face. Again. Energy, very low, very low. Like, why? Nerves, what's going on? Is it possible this was all filmed in one single day? Wouldn't be surprised. I, I haven't, I, I should have asked, actually. I didn't. Uh, that's shame on my part. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's very possible. Um, I think they are extremely nervous. I think they're extremely nervous. I think it's starting to settle in that they are here, they are there, they are doing this. Um, and they, they, they start to get very, very, very nervous, I think. We will have a little moment between Madame Yoko and Gabbana as Madame Yoko is trying to expose Gabbana's scandalous behavior. Um, the girls are already saying she's spicy and bitchy. Is it because she's Spanish or has she done scandalous things? I think so. I think she she has kind of a fiery personality. I've I've witnessed it myself uh, in person mm -hmm. a few times. Um, she she speaks her mind, uh, but she's usually in jest. You know, she's always uh, trying to be funny. Uh, I think it can be easily misconstrued as being uh, bitchier than it is. But uh, you can say that. I mean, you can tell even uh, in the show that she's like saying it uh, tongue in cheek, and she's always smiling when she's uh, she's reading. But this is very light shade. Uh, the other the other queens. Now, I'm assuming she speaks Spanish as well, correct? Gabbana, you mean? Yes. Yeah, of course. She, that's her mother tongue. 
So she's ready for España versus the world or Mexico versus the world or whatever we're going to do versus the world. Why not? I think she would be um, right at home. Now, we've got a lot of dancers, but Chloe is like, I'm dancing and it's been 20 years since I did dance competition. Certainly that can't be true with the timeline of her age and life, right? I think that's the joke. I think she did one dance competition when she was like four years okay. old. And that's what she's claiming as her dance talent. Okay, I was like, okay, well, this is, it's not translating to me no. on the captions. I'm not sure what's happening here. Now, the talent show has to show who you are. And when Lavovs tells us this, you know the edit is saying it's either going to be a good night or a bad night for our bearded friend. Nobody wants to leave first. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but do you think they anticipated an elimination being one queen short? Did you think they thought they were all going to be safe? That question I specifically asked uh, Lulu and Star uh, yesterday, and they said that they didn't know. They they really okay. thought that someone would be going home. They right. assume no. I'm I'm speaking for myself. I think they assumed that somewhere along the way they would It'll have no elimination, okay. but they didn't know it would be on the first episode. All right, friends, if you're going to be on the show now and you lose a contestant, I think based on every fucking franchise in 2023 you're safe if you're in the first episode bottom two uh how many times has that happened like can we stop it stop the trend send someone home yeah yeah i mean they they maybe they should have um but you know the nerves uh, were so high in that episode i think a lot of the queens didn't show themselves uh, in the best light and it's very nice that they all have a second chance to prove themselves to the to the audience Madame Rita Vega is here and giving us body and that hair and those earrings. She looks like she was there for a fun time. I really like that look, actually. Um, I love the wig. It's very sculptural. I like mm -hmm. the makeup as well. And the dress is very nice. Um, it looks a bit like a club wear. I don't know. It doesn't really look like a grand dame outfit that uh, RuPaul, for instance, would wear. But it's very her and uh, it looks good. I really, I really enjoyed it. Our panel this week, we are going to start with Leo, who is making her official permanent judge debut after guesting last season. I thought it was very interesting that they began with her. Um, do you think it's in her contract that she gets first dibs or were they just going in alphabetical order? Because how dare they shaft my boy Moosty? For one, for once, I think they had to acknowledge the fact that Luffy wasn't there anymore and that uh, someone new was was coming. But also, I think Leo is by far the the most famous person on that mm -hmm. uh, that panel. Uh, she has been there forever. She's a staple of Belgian and French television. She has been a judge in uh, other uh, reality uh, show uh, competition. I suspect she was who they wanted in the first season as well, but she couldn't maybe clear her schedule to do it. Um, no, she she she's she's a she's a very big deal uh to get um to get her and uh yeah oh, i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it was in her contract but i think it was more um to to introduce herself um as a new member of the permanent um the permanent team i think i would have been like look who's back it's musty but whatever it's fine i'm very biased here um he looks so cute as always I love him. He's great. He is very well connected to the gay scene. I see him all the time in the in the bars here in Brussels. Um, he's great. Um, I, I really love him. I, and I want to listen to that uh, Europe, the Eurovision song. When is it dropping? Um, I don't. Did you offer your vocals for it? I did not. I, you. No one wants to hear me sing. <laughs> honestly, honestly. 
Joining us this week is some lady named Tatiana Silver, and that blonde wig that she is wearing should be burned. Tell me about this famous person from Belgium. So she's a, she's a former uh, Miss Belgium. Uh, she was in Miss Universe as well. Um, and after that, she uh, has been working steadily in Belgium and especially French uh, television. She was a weather woman. She has been a contestant on the Dutch uh, Survivor. Uh, where she, finished, she finished third, so she was uh, actually quite good. She was on Dancing with the Stars, where she also finished uh, quite um, quite highly. Um, she she's been everywhere. Um, she's a very. She, I mean, she's a fun. She's a fun time girl. She's very nice, very fun. Um, and actually, I've read about her on Wikipedia because I don't. I'm not very familiar with her. She's had a very interesting life. She 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 was. Um, uh, almost orphaned at 16 she was um, she had to to basically raise herself uh, up so she has a very inspiring life so um, good for her and of course we have Miss Drag Race France season one winner Paloma very interesting that it was episode one they brought her out um, yeah, I don't really know why but wow my god she that wig is incredible she looked um, amazing uh, for the makeup. I was not that fond of the of the outfit, although you can't uh, see much of it. But that face and that wig were uh, spectacular. We will begin with our talent show, where we're going to each score each queen with a point from one to ten. But first, let's say hello to our friends from Drag Race Belgique season one. Who served your favorite look, and why did Mocha Bonet come out in that contraption? Is it because she was shaded earlier in the workroom? Um, uh, who served my favorite look? Um, I'm, I'm, I will first shout out my girl Edna. I think she looks uh, incredible. I really, really liked that she did an homage to um, Barry Humphreys, who died um, a couple uh, months before uh, she appeared on the show. Um, so that was really, really good because they. Those you don't the know that's Dame Edna. Yes, yeah, of course, sorry. Uh, because they share the same name, so I, I really uh, appreciate the the homage there. Um, I also thought, um, I mean, they, they, they all uh, came out with incredible outfits. Um, I really liked Mademoiselle Boop as well. I liked Susan. Susan looked amazing. Amazing. And then, uh, yeah, she looks really, really great. Uh, Athena looked, uh, looked incredible. Uh, Quen was, I mean, that look was spectacular as well. Um, this blend of masculine and feminine uh, energy. Um, Does no, Peach they, they all... only own denim? I think that's her brand. I think she also does everything herself. Uh, she also looked good. Valenciaga, Brittany, Amanda, Mocha. Uh, they looked amazing, uh, all of them um, across the board. Uh, you can tell they really, really wanted to, to give a good impression uh, for the second season. Um, now, why did Mocha come on the overboard? I have no idea. That's so, that's so her. She, she's very campy and fun, so why not? All right. Let's begin. Sarah Logan is giving us burlesque. I think this was a very sweet and cute performance, but my biggest question is, why wasn't there one more layer? Maybe it was timing, not enough time in this set. I think it needed like a skirt reveal. There's one burlesque moment I was missing, but I feel like the biggest gag was not actually removing that stone diaper she was wearing, but pulling a heart out, which was a smart concept. For me, the song was too slow. I just needed a little more up-tempo from this performance. 
Look, first of all, she looked incredible. Um, her makeup, her costume, uh, it's, it looked very good. Um, the song is actually very naughty, if you understand what the, the lyrics are in French. Um, so that was fun to hear uh, for us. Uh, I guess um, there's a lot of reference to the, with the rhymes, you always think that she will say um, the, the, the but, and then it's, it says something else. So that's uh, very fun. Um, yeah, it, it was very slow. Uh, but something that I really enjoyed is that it's a very good presentation of what she does, you know. She's wow. clearly like some kind of, of, of musical showgirl uh, type of drag, um, which we, we didn't have in, in uh, season one. So it's interesting to see uh, someone like that in season two. Um, you can tell that when you go to one of her shows, you're in good hands. It will yes. be precise, professional. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was simple. In in a, in a night where everyone was very good, it could have been in the bottom. I'm glad that it wasn't because it's the type of drag that I really enjoy watching because that's the type of drag that I can take my parents and my grandparents to and they will be entertained by this. It's a very, um, very nice representation of a very specific type of Belgian and um, uh, Belgian drag, Belgian cabaret drag. I will give her a 7.5. Uh, yeah, 7.5 seems about right. All right, next up, Elvida. Um, this bitch wins my heart. I think the performance started off with the right tempo and excitement and uniqueness. And then she said, here is fire. This had the right amount of risk and originality that no one else had in the room and no one else in that room could do. Obviously, she fell and almost burned down the entire studio, but who cares? Fire. Think, I think the person in charge of risk and assessment must have had a heart attack when they saw a fat on those candles. But no, okay, uh, that number was incredible, like incredible. You could, you should have heard the cheers yesterday. Um, that was uh, amazing. Um, I had actually never seen that uh, specific number before, though she has done it since. Um, no. It, was uh, amazing. I think it's very mean of production to have put her second because then everyone that came after was uh, compared to her. Well, um, if you notice, they went in order of how they went to the workroom. So there oh, was a rhyme no, of I reasons. Didn't. Yes. I didn't notice, but yeah, no, it makes sense, of course. Um, what I really uh, enjoyed is that it was first with the, the fan thing, and then with the stick, it was it was crazy impressive. Um, very, very well done. Um, and I also want to shout out the song. Well, which is by a Belgian musician, uh, Alex Paradox, who was sitting next to me yesterday and I complimented him as well and he was very nice about it. So great work. I love that song. Okay, I'm here for it. Yeah, I really think this all worked. I'm going to knock her down half a point because she fell. So she gets a 9.5. Say the same thing, 9.5, half uh, a point for the, 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 the fall. But I will say, she fell, and I mean, of course, you could tell, but she really recovered very well. She didn't let it She's affect her at all. So, yeah. Incredible. Star, she is an old school queen and gave you old school camp. I appreciate the physical comedy as it's something that is often forgotten nowadays. I think the only issue I had with this is I wanted some sort of like lip sync style spoken word involved. I felt like part of it was like part one of a performance with the second part coming soon. I do appreciate that. I know who star is from start to finish in this episode. Uh, so yeah, give me old school campy drag and I'm here for it. I really was appreciative of her performance. 
same. I think she she's actually you could you can take her and put her in the same show as Sarah Logan, and they wouldn't uh, be uh, a no. problem because they they have a very similar uh, kind of old school drag cabaret aesthetic. Um, I don't know why, and it's not a read at all. It, it looks very Flemish to me because I've seen actually Flemish drag troupe perform, and this is something that really would not look out of place in one of those shows. Um, I love her outfit. I think. Why does she have here the ostrich feather and not in her entrance outfit? I don't know. Um, I think it was funny. I didn't really like the whole gag with the bra, but okay, that's a meeting. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's very good. And as you said, it's a very good introduction to her as a, as a drag race character. I'll give her an eight. Um, I will say a seven because I did enjoy uh, Sarah's more, but I really did like her as well. All right. We are going to talk about Madame Yoko. Well, we're going to give us a new version of one of my favorite songs, Is a Sin. Now, obviously, Madame Yoko had not seen Drag Race Season 16, but like everything I had said about Megami applies here. Hashtag protect bad drag. I think the only boost she has over Megami is she sang live, so it's actually a talent and it's better than holding up signs. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, it was very Megami-coded, unfortunately. Um, I will say one thing. Uh... One thing I didn't understand is that drag is actually not a crime in Belgium and even less in Luxembourg. So I didn't really know what she was um, getting at with that. I mean, I understand it's a general sentiment for the international audience. But yeah, I, I mean, gay, 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 gay rights are not under attack here in Belgium that I know of. I hope not. Um, so, so I didn't really understand why she, she, she felt so raw about it. But if you listen to the word in French, it feels like she had a lot of um, family history that maybe we will learn about later in the season uh, related to her coming out experience. So I don't want to speak um, uh, about that uh, for her. I prefer that she, she tells her own story. So it felt very personal to her, which good for you. But... I don't know. It, it, it was very weird. And, and I don't think we were the correct audience for that number. That's that's no. my, my issue. No. Um, I did like the, the jewelry that was in her hair. I did like the, the belt. The outfit in general was also nice. Uh, the voice, I don't know, it was a bit shaky. I think she was very nervous, you could tell, because she is a great singer. But that was uh, rough, rough to watch. It's a six. I will give her six as well, yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Gabbana. So how the hell did she bring that swing to the set? It looked beautiful, gorgeous. I think part of the problem was she went right after Madame Yoko. And when the music started, I was like, wait, is she also singing It's a Sin? Because the music sounded identical. Her voice is pure. Her presence is strong. But her conviction, when she missed a note, she just kept it going. Moosey's face was like, dear God, you're not going to Eurovision anytime soon. Was it as bad as the judges will say? I'm going to say no. Look, um, I loved, loved, loved the part when she sang, she sang in Spanish. I think she sounded beautiful in, in Spanish. But the moment she started to go higher, it became something else. Um, I think if I would have, if I was her, if she could redo it, I would advise her to do it in Spanish, the whole song. Um, she looked gorgeous, uh, wig pretty, the dress is very nice. I think one of the, the problems that she had as well is that she was very static. She sat on that thing for the whole yeah. number. She didn't move. She didn't express a lot with her face. Um, I think uh, Leo will say that she could have kept it up more. I don't know if I agree with it, but it could have helped. 
Um, but what I really, what I really found funny is that, uh, do you know the song she was singing? Nope. So she's singing Mourir sur scène de Dalida. Um, so Die on the Stage by Dalida is the same song that Paloma um, sang, uh, I mean, lip sync to in the finale of Drag Race France. Uh, so that was very um, interesting that she, she sang that live in front of her. Um, and she sang it in three languages, in Spanish, in French, and in English. So that was very, uh, very cool. But uh, yeah, um, that was difficult. Although I've heard her sing live multiple times as well, and she, she does sing very well. So I think for her and Madame Yoko, uh, I think there were a lot of nerves uh, involved in, the, in those, uh, those performances. I'm going to give her seven. I will give her a six and a half. I think she was slightly better than Madame Yoko. All right. Coming up soon, Lavoeuf. Did Lavoeuf give us the best talent show in Drag Race history? It's possible. This is how you stand out. You do stand up masked as a tarot reading. I was not a fan of hers preseason, but this performance sold me. The music selection was perfect. The pacing was on point and the jokes were spot on. Whether it was all scripted or if she went off the cuff at points, Lavove is an formidable, a formidable opponent. Be scared, girls. Um, also, Musti, let me know when I can read your balls. No, uh, it was uh, really, really good. Um, I mean, that is very her. She's very similar to Edna in that way. They are very funny. They are host type queens. So they are used to to, to speak a lot and they have the, the, gap, the talent of the gap. You know, they, they, they can read and speak and shade very, very fast, very well. Um, I wonder if those uh, reads that she did for the season one sisters were pre-planned or not. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, it all felt very seamless. She was very confident. She did everything. As was planned, uh, she looked good, uh, very campy, very fun. Um, that was a very, very good uh, introduction to that character as well. I mean, I've known her for 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 some quite some time now, and she uh, she has um, she has really proved herself in that uh, that challenge. It's a ten for me. Uh, it's a ten for me as well. Um, yeah, very very good. Lily Velvet. So she says that she is the burlesque queen and that's what she gave you. I think this was right in line to what I expect from her. But again, the choices of music and now lack of lip syncing was confusing. I love the glitter moment with the fan. That was beautiful. It was fine, but it was really hard to go after Lavov. Like you, you had to be spectacular for me to win to win me over. Uh, she was screwed by the placement order, I think, um, in the in the talent show. Uh, I've seen that number, that exact number live. Uh, it's incredible. She she's very magnetic when you see her live because she has a face that really draws you in. The way she moves, uh, that music. I believe it's Gymnopédie. Uh, it's a very famous uh, classical music. Um, it's really gorgeous. Um, what I hated was that they cut a number in half, so you don't see the whole number. Uh, you can see because at the end, she's all of a sudden naked, and you're like, but wait, where, where did that come from? Right. Um, I asked her about it actually yesterday, and she was also quite um, uh, annoyed that they cut a number in half, because if I'm not mistaken, I think she's the only number that they cut, so it's also weird, because why why would you cut that? Uh, because she wasn't a player in this episode. The edit didn't need it. And Indeed, but I mean, then why cut the moment where she actually... Do the the burlesque the the the, the unrobing you know but uh, no and, and she looks spectacular um, I really like that look I gave her a seven point five I will give her an eight and a half next up is Chloe Clark Oof. 
She's trying to give you like a new Alaska track. The dancing was club dancing. She has great confidence, but like, girl, no, no, no. I think she needed to consult me before doing this routine because I would have advised her not to do it at all. The fact, though, that the season one girls all had like the negative panel was very camp. Poor girl. Poor Chloe Clark. I I felt horrible for her. I mean, when you come here, I mean, she looked very good as always. She's always looking spectacular the whole episode. But when you, you arrive there, you start your thing. You can tell it's not landing with the judges, with the other queens, with anyone. It must have felt so lonely up on that stage for so long. Oh, I felt horrible for her. I think what she, because she clearly is not a good dancer, so I don't understand why she took that as a talent. Um, but I would say then do something like like maybe Susan did or like, um, I guess, uh, other queens have tried to do in the past, like Delta, Delta um, no, not Delta, um, uh, Deja Sky did it also in the US. Try to camp it up, try to be funny yeah. about it, try yeah. to say, do what I do and be obviously very bad about it. But this kind of half-hearted attempt, uh, I, 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 I felt sad for her. It was very rough, very rough to watch. Five points for me. Five points, and that's only for the look. And finally, Mortify, she can play piano, and that is a skill, that is a talent. Did she bring that from home? I would love to know. If they had it in the studio, why? Anyway, I think she had this odd component when it came to the IV bag, but I feel like it fits into her quirky aura. I mean, she was literally dripping. Um, the tears, again, I don't think they were really tears. I think that was just the drip from the hair. But I don't know why this was so emotional. I appreciate that this was a talent beyond lip syncing or dancing. But for me, it wasn't accessible to an audience viewing from home. If it's not achieving what it's meant to achieve, is it the best thing to do on this platform? You, you've put it perfectly. I think yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think I'm not uh, taking anything away from her. It's incredible the way she plays. She plays very well. Um, but I think it was too serious for the show. I don't understand. Um, I mean, I, I, it's her universe. I, I get that. But I think she really should have retold the whole thing to, to be more accessible to, a, to an audience. They will say it was a bit elitist um, or could have been, but I will say it was. I think she's a very uh, intellectual, smart queen who, who tries to do things her own way. I mean, it was nice to look at. It was very good playing, uh, very conceptual. I love the wig and, and um, the eyelashes that she had on were, were great. Uh, I didn't really understand the, the whole story with the IV bags and the, 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 the water uh, dripping. Um, and this, for me, and please don't come for me, was something that they could maybe have shortened a little to allow mm -hmm. Lulu's number to be to be full, because you could tell the mood in the in the viewing party yesterday was everyone was like, what? Yeah, okay. Uh, no one really got it. That's the problem. I think if if we had gotten it better, if she had managed to draw us in her performance, but it felt like she was doing it for herself and no one else. And I think that's the issue for me that I have with that number. Not taking anything her... away. Okay. No, I, I was going to say the, the 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 talent that she has of playing the piano so well that's amazing, but I don't think it worked for the performance. I'll give her a seven point five. I'll give her. Um, I will give her an eight for the the talent itself. 
All right. Those scores are very interesting. Kind of how the episode lined up. Now, category on the runway is National Downpour. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Rain on Me or Sunny Days. Uh, can you explain the category as um, it just seems random to me as an American, but I'm sure it means a little more to you uh, being from yes. Belgium. It does. It does. So it's a very, very specific thing that they used um, that, of of course, the queens uh, themselves got. Uh, so, okay, first, drash is a very, it's a Belgian French. It's not a standard French way of saying a heavy rain. Um, and why national uh, downpour, national drash national, is because our uh, national day is in uh, on the 21st of July, the day of Belgian uh, independence from the um, the, the Netherlands. Um, and why? Uh, so you would say, you would think that we would have nice weather on the 21st of July, but it is never nice. It's always pouring on that day, and so that's why they say drash national. It's like an expected thing that it will rain on the military parades uh, and the king while they are trying to uh, celebrate the, the national day um, of belgium so there it's a it very is. very specific thing yeah indeed now before we start with this our dearly departed luffy was known for saying bye every fucking time someone left the stage who was saying bye in french is this a thing i'm so confused some lady one of those two ladies was saying goodbye in french after every person left is this going to be a thing now I think it was. I, I think it was Tatiana. I hope, um, but uh, you know, I I think she was trying to to reference it or making a joke. But I I, I hope it's not going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I thought she was gone. You want flashbacks? I did. All right, let's start with Sarah Logan. No designers listed. This is camp. This is fashion. I love the color. It is quite magical. The silhouette is incredible. The proportions are perfect. The dripping diamonds so smart. This is what I want from this show. Excellent start for the season. Oh, I love, love that look. She looked amazing. Like, uh, she had looked good the whole episode as well. She's one of those, uh, clearly uh, someone who had a lot of uh, money spent for the season. But wow, was it well spent. That is an incredible look. Um, I, I would have to see them again now, but I think she's my favorite look uh, um, of the runway. Uh, she, looked, uh, she looked incredible. And the makeup was also uh, very, very nice. Rain on me. Rain on me, very high. Audience, 100% rain on me. Yeah, Alvilda, yeah, no designers listed. I think she tried to be avant-garde and I'm not sure it worked. I think I'm over the wet hair effect on the body. I've seen it enough that seeing it again and again is not bringing anything new. The hair really did look synthetic. It felt a bit too drab for my liking. Yeah, no, uh, you you are right. I think she wanted to to. I mean, she she did say she re referenced an umbrella, so she wanted to be the umbrella actually. Um, but yeah, the I love the 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 wig she has on. Um, but the hair on her chest uh, was not really reading that well. I had to see it um, two or three times to get what she wanted to to do. Um, I think her makeup looks uh, spectacular. Uh, she's really, really well um, put together in the face department. Um, I really enjoy as well the fact that the wig actually looks like she was being rained on at the moment. Uh, but it was, uh, as the judge will point out later, it's a shame that it hits uh, a beautiful face. So, um, I mean, I liked it uh, as a whole but um, could have been better with a few editing choices. The judges said they surprised and terrified them even when she tripped. Her look was divisive as Paloma didn't like it, but Moose she did, and I did not. So I will give her sunny days. 
will give her rain on me. I, I did like it. Uh, Audience could not decide. 50% rain on me, 50% sunny days. Star. Look by Star, hair by Sally's hairlines, jewels by Marco. This was so pretty. Well, I mean, after the reveal. The hair was remarkable. This is how you do that wet hair effect, but switch it up. The stoning was right. The jacket fit perfectly, and the way it cascaded into the gown was beautiful. I think I would have added another layer or something to break up the amount of tool that was on the bottom part of the dress. But overall, this was a strong fashion and camp moment rolled into one. And Star really is a star. I, I can feel like she's an underdog. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. That's the moment when I think the, the whole star character clicked for me because you, you had the first, the entrance look, the energy, then you had the, 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 the talent show where she was so campy and then this where she comes out looking stunning like that. I'm like, wow, she, she's really um, a well-rounded queen that's uh, going to, I think, surprise a lot of people um, uh, during the show. Um, I'm very impressed that she did it uh, herself uh, also. That looked uh, very, very um, time consuming to make um i love that she said that her mom helped her stone the jacket that's so cute um and uh, i've seen her perform yesterday in that uh, very same look um and uh, she didn't have the skirt so the skirt is detachable so i guess if she had to lip sync in it she was ready to do so but uh no yeah she she looks uh, she looks really really good i will give her a rain on me me too rain on me Audience, 88% rain on me, 12% sunny days. Madam Yoko, no designer existed. I love the jacket being a rain cloud. The diamonds dripping was a strong effect. But then she reveals into this jacket with a diaper dress that's military or Girl Scout. I guess it's more military. I'm sure there are references again that went over my head, but as far as the styling, I'm just not here for it. She also paints so small. I need her to elevate the shapes in her face, especially on the lips, because that is using that natural lip. But I think as far as giving us the category, successful. Yeah, I think she, it made an impact when she arrived. The gray, the, this drab gray with the, the, the crystals and then this bright yellow that's very uh, um, impressive looking uh, when you see uh, for the first time. Um, the, the military team uh, was the national, like the military uh, the, um the military parades that have um, that are taking place during the national uh, day in Belgium. So I can get what she was um, getting at. Um, I, I was not a fan of the, the the whole thing, to be honest. I think it, it's well um, it's well crafted, well concepted, but it was not my taste uh, personally. Um, and I didn't really like the the um, just to have a hat. I would have preferred a wig, uh, but that's that's again my taste. Um, yeah, so for me, it was not that successful, unfortunately. I'm going to give her a soft rain on me. Um, I'm on the fence. I will say, uh, okay, well, same. Soft rain on me because I think she had a good concept. Audience, 61% rain on me, 39% sunny days. Gabbana, look by Anna Rolas Design, hair by Quindam Wigs. Listen, Gabbana is a very pretty girl with a lot of confidence. I think she had a lot of confidence to think a see-through raincoat with this Mondrian-inspired bikini set and the colors of the flag would be a winning look. It's fine. It's very basic. Now, where I do take offense is from the judges' comments. They are either being prudish hypocrites or because she does not bill herself as a burlesque queen when the burlesque queen reveals to actual body, she gets a free pass. And also, Gabon is wearing padding, but... I just want consistency. I like the risk. I just don't think it was risky enough. I think what it, we're trying to say is that she didn't really do 
burlesting because she was naked the whole time you know that's what they were they were saying i think if she had removed the jacket to show that she was naked underneath they would have appreciated it more um i think it's very interesting that it's the same designer who did a, a entrance look and this look mm -hmm. because it couldn't look more different from one another right. so it's interesting the range that she had probably she helped design it as well um I was uh, I was not a fan. I think her uh, face uh, wig uh, looks um, stunning. She she always looks very good. She she can really paint her face, but um, for me it was not um, not successful uh, as a look. I will give it a soft rain on me. I uh, yeah same soft rain on me because I think her makeup looks spectacular. But audience, no decision made. Fifty percent rain on me. Fifty percent sunny days. Love no designers. This did what a risk coming out in a. Fucking ugly ass oversized jacket. I mean, why that color? I think it was a bold move. And even though it didn't have it did have its faults in execution, seeing it fall into a dress, very cool. Also, um, she's showing body. Why is no one complaining about the body here? I cannot pretend to know what's going on in uh, in the judge's uh, mind. Um, I did really like the, the the way she entered with a huge ass jacket. It was so funny to me, very campy. And then when she revealed, it looked uh, very Montclair, very high fashion. Um, I was a bit... I think she could have done something to the chest area. I think just a, a necklace was a bit simple, um, but you cannot say she looked bad. She, she looked very good. I love the makeup as well. I love the hair. Um, I think all the weeks so far have been very good, and this one I really enjoyed as well. Um, and she's showing so much range as well between the entrance look, the, the talent show, and then this. Uh, she can prove that she can be um, very different in different uh, uh, challenge and what the judges ask of her. So successfully. I'll give that way. her a soft rain on me. Me, I will give her a rain on me. I really liked it. Audience, 52% rain on me, 48% sunny days. Oh. Lulu Velvet, no designers listed. I like the oversized raincoat. I like the color story. We saw her do a hood look at the beginning of the episode. Here we are again. When she removes the jacket, I was expecting something glorious and glamorous, but that is body, 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 and full on ass. Why did they not call her out? I think it's because she walked the whole runway with the, the coat and only removed it at the very end. So that's what I think they were getting at with Gabbana as well, that it could have been like a surprise or last uh, reveal, but not walking around naked the whole time. Here, she, she just removed it and then left. Um, I asked her yesterday because she was wearing that look uh, as well, um, how much it weighed. And she told me uh, it weighed... I mean, I did the conversion myself, so you don't Thank have you. to do math. Uh, it weighed 37 pounds, so that coat is very heavy. Um, and it's stunning. When you look at it in person, it is incredible because everything is stoned. Everything is full of crystals. It's shiny. It's lined with a beautiful uh, fabric. Um, no, it, you can tell she really uh, thought this looked true. Um, and I really, really liked it. I'll give it a soft rain on me. I'm giving it a very high rain on me. I loved it. Audience, 35% rain on me, 65% sunny days. Lulu, I don't get it. I love her. <laughs> Chloe Clark, look by It's Spain. For those who don't know, It's Spain is actually the one who did all the promo looks for Drag Race España All-Stars. Hair by Marcos Wiggs, jewels by Astrolab. I'm going to pretend she had a look that did not work, and she had this and said, I'm going to try to sell the story. I think the garment is stunning. The hair is stunning. It was giving me My Little Pony and Keta Minaj vibes. It's high drag for the wrong category. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. She looks amazing, by far the best one on that runway. Uh, but it's completely wrong for the category. But that 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 outfit is spectacular. The the face, the hair, she looks so good. I, I don't understand how someone who learned by herself can look that good. She she she's really like a stunning queen. It's a shame that it was um, that it was not uh, at all uh, what the category asked for. Um, uh, well, you can if you look on her Instagram, she's explaining what her thought process was with that look. Um, but I still don't. I mean, I still don't see what she means. What she means. I think she wasn't inspired. She wanted to do something else. She did that. Uh, but after that bad uh, talent show, uh, I think that was too big of a reach for the judge to save her. Unfortunately. The judges say the look is incredible, but not fitting the theme. They can they tell her she can't be a star if she has little self-confidence and encourages her to make mistakes. I will give it a rain on me. Uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, it is a rain on me because it's the best look of the night, but it's a sunny day because it's completely out of theme. Audience didn't care. They said 96% rain on me, 4% sunny days because it's beautiful. Finally, really? Morfe, no designers listed. I am all for alternative and out-of-the-box drag, but I want to fall in love with what you're presenting. I was in mourning for how uninspired this look was. It is a black dress with a veil of stones. Why it was purple and blue, it didn't read rain. I feel like this is something she had in her closet, repurposed it for this runway, and it just did not resonate me it felt a bit drab it, 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 the, the, the 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 fabric itself looked um looked sad i think maybe that's what she wanted to portray huh? in a way probably um she said that look was uh, representing a melancholy and <laughs> clearly see that um and i don't really understand why because as you can see the, the look is stone uh, with full of crystals the labels of the jacket are stone i wonder if she has a reveal underneath maybe who knows um uh yeah i i don't really understand i think i like the wig but i don't really like the makeup either it seems very um very flat i don't think she has uh, much relief on um on her face um but i do like the crystal veil i think it's uh, it's very nice um as a whole i think it looks good in a way but it's it's a bit simple and and, and yeah i mean drab i think that's the word the judges say they were hooked by her talent as they felt her emotions. They were less convinced by her runway, as as well as I. I will give her sunny days. Uh, me too, sunny days. Audience, 52% rain on me, 48% sunny days. Rita has decided that Sarah Logan star, Madame Yoko, and Lulu Velvet are safe, leaving Chloe Clark, Alvilda, Gabbana, Lavov, and Morphe at the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Um, Not... I think that um, uh, Madame Yoko is very lucky to be safe. Let's say that. I think she. Sure. I think I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Chloe definitely deserved to be in the bottom. That's that's for sure. I feel like if there was uh, three tops, three bottoms, Madame Yoko would have been in the bottom as well. So she was uh, very lucky. I think her look saved her, uh, and I think maybe the look from the talent show saved her as well. But um, yeah, other than that, I agreed uh, with uh, with the tops and bottoms, I think. Now, I am trying to do the math here. Obviously, Drag Race Belgique does not give us the normal 3-3 top-bottom situation. Um, so based on how things went, Morphe was technically a bottom, correct? I, I, it was really weird because I think 
the talent was high, but the look was low. So maybe she was really in the middle. Um, it feels like they really wanted to talk to her. You know what I mean? That they wanted to say, look, yeah. we see you. We, we we get your vibe. This didn't fully work, but continue in that direction and it can work in the future. I think that's what they wanted to do. I think in Belgium, you always have like two tops, two bottoms, and then a random queen that they put there because they want to talk to her. That's Because I believe my, the my fandom, who, everyone who does like the, the wiki and, and, and puts the, the, the placements, put her as a low. So... I when I assumed she was one of the tops, so I'm not quite sure if anyone can give us clarity on her official placement. I would love that um, because I do wonder if she is considered the bottom three, how that will affect track record going on through the season. I have no idea, but even in the, the quiz discussion in the, the Anthem Junior, they, they think she's high, so I, I don't really understand it. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, it is our first Untuck Junior of the season, and the safe queens are ready to get their cocktail on. What were they drinking? Can you give us some insight on that, Bevy? So, <laughs> so it's a Richie Soda. It's one of the two sponsors of the show. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Belgian brand that... Uh, okay was very famous in the, I believe, 60s and 70s, then it went out of uh, of production and it's uh, recently came back. And I know that Edna was very pressed uh, last season that the, the only sponsor they managed to get was uh, was Richie Soda. So she's always name dropping them because she's very thankful that they, they believed in the show, uh, even in season one. Uh, I think in season two, they have like Knicks as well and, uh, and, and Elle, so they have more sponsors. So. But they still, Richie is still, um, is still faithful to the, to the franchise. So that's nice to see. They feel good being safe and still being there. But the tops and bottoms return, and there are rain clouds entering the chat. Chloe says it's obvious she's in the bottom as she lacked the confidence. Gabbana says they told her she had too much confidence, but doesn't agree with everything the judges had to say. Now, as far as the top, they are all in agreement that Lvov is the ticket, though more Faye thinks it's possible for her. Delusion has reached Belgium. Morphe didn't think she was winning, but she thought she was in the top. That's the, the, the thing. They all agreed that Laveuve was, uh, was winning that. The queens are back and the decisions are in. The winner of the week is Laveuve. Morphe and Alvida are safe, leaving Chloe Clark and Gabbana as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think Gabbana and Yoko could have switched um, and I wouldn't have batted an eye. But uh, I think, indeed, um, Gabbana and, uh, and, and Chloe uh, deserve to be in the bottom. And I completely agreed with uh, with Lava winning. I think she was... Um, I agree. This episode. The song is Rain On Me as performed by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. How the hell do they snag that track? What a fantastic drag anthem. I was stunned. I, I was expecting some kind of uh, of Belgian song, and uh, they, they they busted that, that track. I was very impressed. Are there um, any um, Belgian songs about rain? Is that why? Because they really kept it on theme. I'm sure. I'm sure there is, but I cannot think of one at the moment. Um, but no, I, it's very impressive that they got such an international track to to perform. And I think the the queens uh, also were very happy to have um, something very famous uh, internationally. I would say to to perform too. I think both queens did not want to be the first one out, and they showed that they are strong performers when their ass is on the line. I think Chloe gave you a more controlled performance while Gabbana tried to be that sex kitten on stage. I was not ready to lose either of them, but I would have understood why one ha- would have been gone based on this episode. Um, I will say one thing. I was going to the lip sync and thinking naively that someone was going home, I was sure that Chloe was done. 
I think she was too, she, she seemed too green to be on the show. But she really impressed me in that lip sync. She really turned it uh, for me. Um, she, she really performed. She really seemed to get a second win under her sails and really like got that attitude that I think they were like looking uh, uh, for her to give the whole, the whole episode. Um, Gabbana, I mean, she, 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 you can tell she's a performer. She's great. Uh, she's a, that's exactly the type of song that she likes to perform to as well. So she, she was selling it. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really, I, I didn't know what the judge, I mean, I didn't know what the judges um, would prefer in that, in that case, but um, yeah, I, I think, uh, it would have stung to, to lose one of those two because I think Chloe clearly was so nervous. I think she can give way more if she's given a bit more time to find her footing. And Gabbana, clearly, I mean, she she's one of the big stars. She had the most confessional of the episode as well. So they clearly value her as a narrator right. as well. So, um, yeah. Rita will tell Chloe that she can stay. Gabbana is out. Psych. It's season two. Time for a second chances. You can stay too. It makes sense uh, as a whole. I think it's it's nice as well to give um, them a second chance. I think it was very uh, interesting that they really they told her actually to sashay away and then said, no, stop, uh, you can stay. That was kind of unexpected. And I also think it's a bit strange that they didn't do a lip sync for the win. That's also something that... Well, they here's like what I'm going to ask you. Let's say it was Lavov and Alvilda doing this song. Who wins? I think Alvilda. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to not give Lavov the win this week. So they said, we're going to do a bottom where it's going to save everyone. It's going to be fine. Probably, yeah. That, that, that might be something because I think Alvilda will clearly win some challenges down the road. Uh, I think Lavov might have uh, maybe uh, other um, challenges she will be less successful as. So probably they want to spread out the wins a, a bit more evenly. That's a good possibility indeed. Well, I have some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yes, shoot. What is the legacy of this lip sync? It, it, it was it was not a, it was not one of the best lip sync I've ever seen. I will say that, but I did like um, that both queens were really fighting to stay. That's that's really nice on the first episode. Um, I like the song, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they both got to have a, a second chance. Who won the week? Who won the best episode? Love love by far. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely, not not a, a, a discussion. We got a sewing challenge next week. Who's in danger, girl? Huh. That's tough to say because I don't know. I mean, Star and Lulu are clearly uh, sewers and designers, so they will probably be fine. Uh, I think Sarah Logan might have that kind of uh, old school drag where she does also uh, some costume work, so she's probably going to be fine. Um, hmm. I I'm going to say, actually, Gabbana might be in trouble. Laveur, I don't know how much she, she, she sews. Alvilda, we see her crying in the, the trailer, but maybe it does a misdirect. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. After one episode, the winner of the season is. That's so tough to say because I think we didn't really see enough of the queens uh, yet. Um, I think I think Alvilda is very well placed um, at the moment. I think uh, Sarah Logan as well. I was very impressed by her the whole episode um star as well um a lover as much as i love her i'm not sure if they want uh, her to win but i mean if she does i will be very happy i will give it to alvilda at the moment because i do like the arc she's getting i like her drag i feel like 
coming off of a drag queen win, it would make sense. That being said, if we go for a more classic queen, I like Star. I think Star is very interesting. Um, But I, I think this episode was weird. It didn't give us enough about the queens and their backstory, but we saw them as drag artists, which I am actually very appreciative of. Um, but I think we got a lot more show to go before we can really make a decision. There's not a standout yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think uh, it's because they they conceptualized that that episode as a two parter in a way with the the, the second mm-hmm. one that's coming up. Um, and I feel like in a suing challenge, I mean, they will be mostly talking the whole time. Uh, right. They don't have really a lot of things to prepare otherwise. So we'll I guess that's the, the moment where we'll be very uh, introduced to their personalities, probably in the, in the second episode. Well, this was a fabulous chat. Thank you so much for teaching me about Belgium. And I apologize for season one. I'm going to get better. So you, make sure you and Enda just message me and be like, okay, if you fuck this one up to explain it better next time. I'm here for no, it. You, you were great. You were great. And uh, now with uh, Belgian perspective, because I will also send messages during the yes. season uh, uh, to explain some kind of uh, obscure references. I'm here for him. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on social media? And if you want to share any projects or any money sharing apps, you're more than welcome to. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, ddavid1988. And that's my only social. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Michael. It's always a pleasure as well. <laughs>